Welcome to the CFN Podcast. Alright, what's going on everyone? Welcome to the CFN Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Campbell, and the subject for today, guys, it's a little touchy. Uh, Some people think it's the best, some people think it's the worst, some people have strong feelings about it, some people really don't give a shit at all, Um, but that's why we're here, and we're going to talk about it today. So, the subject for today is fasted cardio, alright, fasted cardio, so if you're a bodybuilder, uh, if you're an athlete, fitness enthusiast, whatever, um, if you follow a lot of Instagram personalities about fitness or bodybuilders on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, uh, you've probably seen them post at one time or another them doing something called fasted cardio. All right, And if you put those two words together, you can kind of figure out what it is. If you know what the word fasted is, it means you don't have any food in you. All right, um, and cardio obviously it's just cardiorespiratory workouts, uh, anything like that. So, why do people do fasted cardio? Why do they do it? Why do they have to do it? Is it even beneficial? Okay, like that's these are common questions that uh, people have asked me, and then that's what led me to kind of be interested in researching this topic for you guys because I think it's actually really interesting, um, but I also think it's extremely misleading. Okay, so why do people do it? And I have written down here because our since our bodies are so dynamic, um, it's always like adjusting to it's it's always adjusting itself to use fat as fuel. All right, and if you guys don't really have a background in nutrition or um, don't really understand it that well, your body can actually utilize fats a lot better than carbs during some workouts, depending on what it is, how long it is. Um, anything like that. And we'll get into that later in the podcast. So I kind of have just written down here, your body is so dynamic, it just continuously adjusts uh, its use for fat as fuel. That's what I kind of have written down here. So this means that uh, fat burning has to be looked at over the span of days and not just to like an hour to hour basis. All right. So some of you guys do fasted cardio and you may think that, you know, you're, it's beneficial, but that's not the case. All right, it's not a race; it's a marathon. Uh, and some people think they're going to get results from fasted cardio just because they didn't eat anything before their workout or in the morning, and they think it's beneficial. It can be beneficial, but over a span of time. All right, so that's how you have to look at fat burning, whether it's fasted cardio, whether it's hit training, anything like that. It's it's a continuous uh, it's a continuous line of just solid workouts and really focusing in on your nutrition also. So uh, if you burn more carbs during a workout, you pretty much inevitably burn more fat in post-exercise phase, and that works both ways. All right, let me say that again. If you burn more carbs during a workout, you will burn more fat in the post-exercise phase, and that works the same way with fats to carbs. So if I were to rearrange this, If you burn more fat during a workout, you'll burn more carbs during the post-exercise phase. It works both ways, guys. All right? So, 
I actually looked up, the way I want to kind of format this podcast is I actually looked up two really good studies that were done back in, I think, 2014 or 2015. Um, They were kind of studies done from the Journal of Strength and Conditioning, and I found them pretty interesting, and I actually found them pretty helpful because they actually take uh, test subjects, and they do use these methods to actually see what kind of results they get. So I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass for this fasted cardio stuff. Um, I'm actually going out and getting research for you guys and presenting it to you so you actually have a better understanding because, first of all, I don't know everything, all right, and I'm willing to learn for you guys. So uh, the first study I have here, the test was they had six moderately trained individuals um, versus fasted state to wait hold on yeah versus fasted state to different training intensities so they took these subjects um and they cycled two hours at varying intensities on four occasions does that make sense so during those two trials they consumed a high glycemic carb carbohydrate meal at 30 minutes 60 minutes and 90 minutes of training let's back this up If you guys don't know what a high glycemic carb meal is, let's break this down. High glycemic foods, I just have some examples written down here off the top of my head. Um, White bread, white potatoes, and white rice. Okay, very just easily digestible carbs. They have a high glycemic profile. You guys can look up charts on that. Um, But that's what they mean by high glycemic carbohydrate meal. Okay, just to give you guys some insight. So they measured that at 30 minutes, 60 minutes, and 90 minutes of training. Um... Once they were at the low intensity, which was 25% of their VO2 max, and they were also once at a moderate intensity of 68% of their VO2 max. That's what they exercised at. So the other two trials, the subjects were kept fasted for 12 to 14 hours before exercise even started. Okay, that's where the fasted part of fasted cardio comes in. They didn't have any food in their bodies at all whatsoever. Okay, so here's the results. In the low-intensity trials, they showed that fat oxidation remained similar between the groups until 80 to 90 minutes of cycling. So this led to a greater fat oxidation in fasted subjects. That's only once they hit 80 to 90 minutes. Guys, that's that's over an hour of working out only to start burning those fat stores that you guys rely on for fasted cardio. But again... Results in the low-intensity trials showed that fat oxidation remained similar between both groups. So the groups that consumed the high-glycemic meal actually burned as much fat as the fasted people. Okay? You guys need to understand that. This is where it gets misleading when people start using social media and their favorite influencers as valid information when it's actually bullshit. Okay? This is actual research that's done with normal people like you and I. Okay, so fat oxidation was the same at low intensity. All right, that was at your 25% VO2 max. If you guys don't know what VO2 max is, it's just your max oxygen consumption during exercise. That's all it is. All right, so during the moderate intensity, fat oxidation was not different between trials at any time. Any time. That means at moderate intensity, the same thing happened. Both groups burned fat the same exact way, whether you consumed food or you didn't for 12 to 14 hours, all right? 
And that's just the first study, guys. So if you're listening right now and you're kind of thinking, oh, holy shit, like maybe I shouldn't do fasted cardio. Maybe I should actually eat before I go to the gym and work out. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Okay. <laughs> okay. You guys need to eat a good amount of carbs and fats uh, before you kind of endure these HIIT training workouts or, you know, extended workouts if you play sports or if you're weight training, anything like that. All right. And if you guys have done this before, Let's say you haven't even fasted. Let's say you guys just forgot to eat. Let's say you got off work late and you're going straight to the gym and you got nothing in your body. I guarantee all of you listening right now have felt like shit during those workouts. Strictly because, guess what? You didn't have any fuel in your engine, man. That's what happens. And this is actual, actually the issue with fasted exercise. So let's go to study number two. All right. So the food, so what they were testing was, does the food before training increase thermogenic effect? And the thermogenic effect is just another word for fat burning, okay? So does the food before training increase the fat burning effect? That's what they're testing in study number two. So what the study did, it compared the results of fasted state and after consumption of glucose and milk beverage. All right, so they had subjects that drank a glucose milk beverage, something like that, which is just sugar and milk. So it was probably just some sort of flavoring. Um, And that's all it really is. Maybe it was chocolate milk, maybe strawberry milk, who knows? All right, it was just glucose and uh, a combination of milk beverage. That's all it was compared to the fasted subjects, okay? That's what study number two analyzed. Now, the four tests, this was broken down in the four tests, and these are it. Low intensity, long duration with the glucose milk beverage. They also tested low intensity, long duration without the glucose milk beverage. The third test was high intensity, short duration with glucose milk beverage. And the fourth one was high intensity, short duration without the glucose milk beverage. Okay, these these last two, the high intensities, they're probably just interval training. All right. And the the low intensity, long duration, maybe it was you know, running a couple miles or jogging a couple miles. They did not specify. Um, But the protocol was they took 10 college males. All right, they were just students. And they performed all four tests in a random order on the same day. Okay, completely random, just 10 college dudes. These are the results. The ingestion of the glucose milk beverage showed significantly greater excess post-exercise O2 consumption compared with fasted exercise in both the high and low tests. Both of them. So, in English, if you guys didn't catch that the first time, the males that drank the glucose milk beverage showed greater excess post-exercise O2 consumption. That means they consumed more oxygen for the fat-burning, thermogenic, whatever you want to call it, effect. Okay? This translated to an indication of a clear fat-burning advantage associated with the pre-exercise food intake. There's my point exactly right there. It's right there, guys. It's, if you just go out and do the research, you will be smarter than 60, probably even 80% of the bullshit Instagram population that you see. It doesn't even have to be that. It could be Facebook, Twitter, whatever you guys like to use. All right? You have to do the research because guess what? They took 10. If you're a college male right now and you're listening to this, 
The proof is in the pudding, bud. That's about it. And if you're a girl, I'm sure the same works uh, for both genders. It's just a it's just a glucose milk beverage. It's not tailored to any gender at all. So, again, the results. An indication of a clear thermogenic advantage was associated with the pre-exercise food intake. That's huge. That means you guys need fuel in your bodies before any sort of exercise. Whether you're walking on the treadmill, whether you're going to play a sport, whether you're going to lift, doesn't matter. You guys need carbs and fats in your body to fuel you for your workouts. And we'll get into protein digestion soon here. Okay, because that, guess what? That's what fasted cardio relies on uh, because there's no carb stores in your body at that time. Okay, so I kind of wrote some notes here towards the end of it because those were the two studies, all right? And they both showed that your body needs fuel. Now, I'm not going against fasted cardio. Please let me tell you that. These are just two very well-known research studies and articles that were posted in professional journals by professional doctors, strength coaches, whatever, okay? My takeaway is training fasted will impair your performance. I've had high school kids walk in, and if, if, you're list, if my high school boys are listening to this right now, I'm sorry I'm picking on you, but it's the truth. I've had boys come in to the gym on a hot summer day. They just woke up, and they probably had fucking cookies and milk for breakfast and it was one in the afternoon that I don't even know why they called it breakfast but they'll eat that they'll eat like one PB and J and then they'll go well coach CJ we we just didn't feel like eating breakfast I don't like breakfast I just feel sick after I eat it well people that say that they're just not training their mind and their body to eat breakfast yeah you might feel bloated or discomfort if you're not used to eating breakfast but once you start forcing your body to eat breakfast it will become almost automatic all right, and that's a whole nother subject. So let's stay on task here. Um, so training fasted impairs performance. And I've seen that in clients, in my athletes. All right, they, you can just see it in their face. And their performance just dwindles. So when you're tracking your, your weights, your run time, whatever, that takes a toll if you don't eat beforehand. Okay? Uh, another takeaway. Pre-exercise meals allow individuals to train more intensely compared to fasting that's pretty much the results of the last two studies all right they just didn't come out and say that but i'm coming out and saying it all right pre-exercise uh meals definitely allow people to definitely train more intensely compared to fasting it's proof if you're a personal trainer you're you're a coach go watch your players ask them what they ate for breakfast ask them what they ate for lunch ask them what they ate for dinner if you guys train at night they'll tell you and if they don't tell you you know they didn't eat shit, <laughs> okay? Uh, and that's why I think it's really, really, really important um, to really communicate with your clients and your athletes uh, on macronutrient consumption because it really does affect your performance, especially if you're tracking. If you're tracking numbers and stuff, man, it takes a toll on it, and I've seen it firsthand. So uh, please, 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 guys, maybe avoid fasted cardio, maybe avoid fasted workouts, um, plus... When you guys do, let's go back to the one test. When the test said there's more thermogenic advantage and there's more post-exercise thermogenic advantage, you're actually burning a greater number of calories uh, during and after that exercise if you consume 
uh, carbs and fats beforehand. You don't get that with fasted exercise, okay? Let's move on. That's the other takeaway I had. Um, another takeaway. Pretty much the only scientific benefit that I got from this whole thing is just uh, fasted cardio actually increases uh, proteolysis. And if you guys don't know what proteolysis is, uh, it's the breakdown of amino acids in your body. It's just the proteins. It's the building blocks of proteins, um, and that's due to the depleted glycogen stores. If you guys don't know what glycogen is, it's just carbohydrates. Okay, that's basically it. Um, and since you don't have those carb stores anymore, your body is relying on breaking down amino acids and those so-called fat stores that you guys read on uh, Instagram and bodybuilding.com, wherever the hell you get information. Um, <laughs> but again, this can ha this can guys, this can really lead to uh, detrimental effects, including when it or not including, but when it comes to strength and hypertrophy. Okay, so if you're training for those two things, but you're also training fasted, you're not helping yourself. Um, I have some other personal takeaways here. Honestly, it doesn't matter when you do cardio or you train. Some people think you have to do cardio in the morning, especially if it's fasted. Some of you guys think you have to do it fasted. You don't. I know people, let me put it this way. If it works for you, it works for you. But I know people who do 45 minutes of cardio at 10 o'clock at night and look amazing. And I also know a couple people who do fasted cardio in the mornings and they also look amazing. Okay. You can still get results either way. It's not one, you know, it's not one or the other. You like, if you're, if you're a bodybuilder, you don't have to do fasted cardio. If you're a physique competitor, you don't have to do fasted cardio. And if you're an athlete, please, for the love of God, don't do any fasted exercise whatsoever please all right the proof is in the pudding that i've just talked about for the last 15 minutes okay um you know if fat loss is your goal the only important thing is that you need to focus on is to end the day in a caloric deficit that's the only thing you need to worry about so it really doesn't matter when you train when you do cardio when you do fasted cardio if you're in that deficit of calories that's all that matters and that means you're going to lose that fat okay there's no magic formula for losing fat. There's no, you know, secret. Fasted cardio is not a secret, okay? You need to do what works for you. And these last two studies that I shared with you guys, maybe fasted cardio just isn't for you because it does have its health effects, all right? Um, I don't see a problem with it if you don't have a problem with it, but I just don't think there's really an advantage to doing it that actually makes scientific sense. Okay, um, some pros and cons. We're going to end the podcast with this, actually, I believe. I don't think we have anything else. No, that's it. So we're actually going to end the podcast, well, this part of the podcast, uh, with some pros. Okay, the only ones I could really get from research was your cortisol levels in the morning um, are higher, depending on your diet. All right, this goes back to if you're competing for bodybuilding or physique or not. All right, your cortisol levels, it's just your body's ability to uh, burn fat. That's pretty much it. Um, and the other pro I had for this is it's great for short-term goals. Honestly, if I had to lose fat really quick, right, I would probably look into doing fasted cardio. And I've done fasted cardio before many times, and it fucking sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. So I really don't recommend it. 
um, if you're just the everyday person. But if you're training and that's the only time of day you can get it in and you believe it works, then by all means, go for it. I'm just providing scientific evidence that there's no good research really backing this. Okay, and it really doesn't make sense. So those are the only pros, uh, cortisol levels and short-term goals. Fasted cardio is not uh, good for duration. It's not consistent. It's not. It's really not good for long-term goals because I feel like you'll just get burned out and you'll just deplete your body so much if you do it over a long period of time. So uh, I have a couple cons written here. So the cons, like I said, it's not sustainable at all. It's really not. You're literally depriving your body even more of uh, macronutrients that it really needs. So if you're still questioning what I'm saying, just go back from the last 20 minutes and listen to what I was explaining. So uh, I really don't have to explain it other than that. And it's not sustainable at all. So and it's not really the second one here is I have it's not useful for HIIT training. Um, If you do consume, like I said earlier in the podcast, if you do consume carbs and fats before workouts, and like it says, it has a better uh, advantage to burning calories during and after the exercise, you know, maybe HIT is something you guys can do. And if you don't know what HIT is, it's just high intensity interval training. If you don't know what that is, research it. Um, there's tons of ways you can do it plyo workouts, uh, sprint intervals, anything like that. You know, you guys can figure that out. You have Google. Um, we're going to stay on the subject here. So, I think if you were to want to burn fat and you love food and you need to fuel your body, like I said in this podcast a bunch of times, um, I truly, truly, truly believe HIT training is for you. Uh, walking for 45 minutes a day, yeah, it'll help, but uh, HIT training, if you research it a little bit, it does kind of have a more, what do I want to say, caloric advantage uh, during and after exercise. But definitely, it's. I feel like it's definitely a, a better option than fasted cardio. Um, but that's just me. So that's why I'm here. I'm here to give you guys information that's actually true and not just blow smoke. Uh, but that's about that's about all I have for the fasted cardio guys. So um, I feel pretty strongly about this just because I love nutrition and I preach it to my clients and my players. Um, because they have come up to me and asked about fasted cardio before and I completely shut it down. If you are a physique competitor or a bodybuilder or a bikini competitor listening to this right now and it works for you, go for it. Seriously, go for it. Um, I just don't think it's healthy and it's not sustainable whatsoever. So please don't think you have to do it year round because you will burn out, you will get sick, and you are depriving your body of nutrients. So um, that's about all I have for the fasted cardio portion. Um, and I hope you guys have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm trying to keep these around like 20, 25 minutes just so you guys don't really lose interest. So if you do want to hear more information on this subject, please, please, please DM me on Instagram at cjcampbell11. Shoot me an email at cj at cfnperformance.com. Okay. Don't be afraid to send in any topics. I will gladly talk about and research anything because I also love learning. You guys know that. I've said that many times in other podcasts. If you listen to all of these and if you are interested in personal training, I have three spots open. Three spots for clients, all right? I offer six, eight, and 12-week plans. Go to cfnperformance.com to visit all of those plans. It will give you all the information there. Shoot me an email. 
let's get started. It's all online, 100% accountability, 24-7 support, and uh, let's get you to reach your goals, all right? We'll get you to work. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I will see you on the next podcast. Have an awesome day.